this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! That's nice. That's real nice. Mm-hmm. This is Gotham, and that's nice. Welcome, everyone, to our first Gotham of 2015, episode number 11, Rogues Gallery. It's good to be back. It's kind of lonely in here today, but I'm Ryan Hooks, your host. To my left, Nando Velasquez. Hi, everybody. Filling in for uh, yes. the, the rest of the everybody. day. Everybody. Is missing today, unfortunately. <laughs> Joyce is sick, so we hope she feels better. Mm-hmm. Monty had to work for something else. Sorry about your luck, Monty. For those of us who, those of you who saw her on Scorpion, yeah, yes. she just couldn't. Uh, she didn't get a chance to watch this episode. Yeah, before she, we could she do didn't the show. do what I did. I actually watched the episode via Skype with my mom on the East Coast, <laughs> so that I could be here on time to tape the show today. <laughs> the joys of life. So we are here. We are Gotham. This is episode 11. What did you think about this first episode back uh, of the new year? Uh, you know, it's obviously a change in direction. Uh, from I caught up o- uh, with Gotham over the holiday break because this is not a show I usually cover. Uh, but I've really been digging the uh, the tension that's been that's been coming to a head, mm-hmm. and uh, I really am glad to see Arkham finally. Instead of this, this it's been a big buildup of Gotham. Yeah, instead of just this thing they keep talking about. I thought it was a really good balance uh, between a lot of different characters. We got to see a little bit of development from uh, a lot of different angles, and uh, and I, I feel like we have really our first supervillain in the works who survived the first 
episode and isn't dying. Yeah. He's going to be back hopefully next week. And, yeah. And Jack I Gruber. feel like, I feel like, uh, you know, kind of, especially if seeing, seeing what might be coming up, you know, he seems to be very, very much of a, like a mastermind. So I could definitely see him being, Almost like a joker to, uh, you know, to Gordon. Like, you know, like. A little bit. Yeah. Like, like his own joker for at least this season, for the rest of this season. I thought there was a lot in this episode. And I almost, I, I'm not sure how I felt about it. I almost kind of wanted to be eased back in. Cause, you know, sometimes when you watch a show and then there's a break of month or so, you kind of forget yeah. everything that happened. Mm. And then if you don't get enough in like the, hey, previously on Gotham, this, 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 and this all happened. You're like, oh yeah, that's going on. Oh yeah, that's going on. Oh yeah, that's going on. And then you're like so reeling of trying to remember everything that happened that you stop paying attention to what's actually happening. Yeah. And I, I thought they threw a lot of little things at us really quickly. I thought they did a, a little well, refresher. I just caught up recently, like right. a lot more recent than than, than anyone us. who's been watching week by week. So I I thought they did a really good job with uh, the opening with the previously yeah. uh, on Gotham clips. Uh, I mean that that maybe other people might think differently, but uh, I thought they did a pretty good job. I mean what we I think what we really really wanted to see uh, from the last episode is Gordon in Arkham and mm-hmm. seeing what's going Absolutely. on there. Uh, definitely see uh barbara and montoya back in back in bed with montoya uh i think that was definitely huge and then really the mob stuff between uh falcone and maroney's just been building so i think that was a nice little they kind of had the pot on simmer uh on that and and we definitely got to see a little bit a little bit just to tease us a little bit but yeah most of the stuff really was about gordon uh and gotham and a little bit of barbara kane and and some selena and ivy hanging out ivy pepper and selena kyle hanging out a little bit so yeah let's talk about them so selena kyle and ivy pepper kind of showed up at the beginning because they were like in the rain hiding out and they end up going over to barbara gordon's house yeah getting in and just hanging out it's not barbara gordon i I mean barbara keen i'm sorry i'm gonna do this the rest of the season barbara (laughs) keen who's not barbara gordon we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Or not, not yet, that girl. Not unless they get married. Ah. Not, yes, exactly. Yes. Barbara. How about this Barbara? Let's just call her Barbara. Why don't you call her Barbara? Have, how, Although it's Barbara and Jim's place. Well, let's be real. It's really Barbara's place. It's, Barbara's the one with the money, and she's the one that probably yeah. pays for the place. Yeah, but Jim's living. Jim's kind of living there. Even I mean, though, he's still there now. Even though there's dust all over the place, and I guess he hasn't really been there because he's been doing too many shifts at Goth, at, our, at He's been spending the night the yeah. late, working the graveyard shift. They get you know $2 an hour or more probably to work that shift, so <laughs> <laughs> why not? It's an overnight rate, yeah, it, it, you get for doing that shift. Well, anyway, we get, the, we get Ivy and we get <laughs> Selena at the Gordon uh, Barbara Palace, if you will, hanging mm-hmm. out, getting out of the rain, getting healthy... And I like that Barbara called later, and Ivy answered the phone, and she was trying to sound like an adult, like, hey, yeah, Jim's but it, not here right now. It was pretty obvious that it wasn't Clearly, it was adult, a child. Although but, Barbara was just so on edge already, I think, with everything going on with Montoya, and, you know, calling back that uh, she was already frazzled and pissed off. But, yeah, Gordon's you know, too good a guy to have a girl come over <clears throat> to the house like that. Yeah. Gordon's just too good a guy. So for Barbara to think that, that's just ridiculous. I personally, so I've been defending Barbara for the entire season, for those of you who Un- don't know. Until she went back into bed with Montoya? No, that's fine too. But <laughs> the fact, the way that she reacted when she threw the phone 
when Ivy answered it, mm. that to me was like, okay, you crossed the line. Because clearly this is your fault, Barbara. You are the one who is in bed. You're calling right now from someone else's bed. Mm-hmm. And you're getting mad that a woman's answering the phone. Well, don't forget, too, that the scene before that that she was in with Montoya, Montoya pretty much called her toxic. Right. And and said, you know, all these things to Barbara. And I think that kind of had an effect on her, too. And I think we're seeing her, yeah, her in her toxic type state. You know, when we first saw her in Gotham, she was a lot more stately, mm-hmm. you know, very upper class. She's slowly deteriorating. Living. Yeah, yes. she's slowly deteriorating. As the world around her crumbles, she falls apart. Yeah. And she left. She left. Gordon mm-hmm. to go to Montoya because it was falling apart. And then with Montoya, it's falling apart. Now she's trying to go back to Jim and it's just her, her MO is to try to cling to the strongest life form. And there's a virus sucking them dead. Yeah. Basically. And I still like her and I would love for her to come on the show. <laughs> That's all. I, I bet you would. I, Hey, I'll come in. I'll come in that. You, you'll, you'll come. I'll, I'll come in that. You'll show. be here. That, yeah, I think, sure. Why not? I'll come I in. think if suddenly the woodwork will Alexis, open up I'm and, taking over that show. and everyone will come in. Alexis in the booth. Yeah. Sorry, you're fired. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Yeah. Because that was t- the tiddly bits. That, that was just the very, use. yeah, it was the very minor stuff. I, I, I do think it's kind of funny, you know, when we, we look to the future and we see, you know, uh, Ivy and we see Catwoman and realizing, yeah, somewhere in a previous timeline, they were just crashing at Jim Gordon's pad as kids. I, I, I find that a little ridiculous. A little ridiculous. A little ridiculous. You know, it's like they had their own little rogues gallery in, in Gordon's. Uh, Why not? In Gordon's place. It's Gotham and they do what they want. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, Fox. <laughs> we appreciate you. Absolutely. All right. So the uh, other little plot line that we got, we were talking about with the mob stuff and we're starting to see that tension build up because first off, we see Penguin kind of over asserting his power, mm-hmm. going to the fishing docks, trying to get some extra tax money out of the people there on behalf of Maroney and yeah, the men. He's raising, he's raising the rates with the fishermen. Uh, yeah, on behalf of Maroney, without letting Maroney know, trying to skim probably a little off the top, top for himself. himself. Yeah. Although I don't really know why. Like, I don't think he needs to skim off the top. I feel like if you want money, you just get money. Well, you know, I think that's not 100% clear. I mean, obviously, Penguin uh, does what he wants to do, and I'm sure he has his own plan. So if he can make a little more money to well, to support himself in this upcoming war, that will be good. But a part of me was also thinking he was trying to undermine uh, Maroney. Maroney by raising rates and having, you know, like, some some cracks in his uh, group over there mm-hmm. to set the stage for Falcone. Right, and I, I agree. I think that it's. I think this plot is less about what's happening with him and Maroni in their relationship, and what's going to happen with Falcone later on, and how yeah. he's trying to again expose cracks in the system that he can exploit and find these weaknesses and find out where he can twist and turn and get in a little deeper. Yeah. On his own, without you know, and still report back to Falcone and say, hey, "This is what's going on. And this is what you need to do." Because I think overall, as much as we want to think he's weak, I think Falcone is the power, you know. And I think he's so. I think he's ahead of everybody. Yeah. No. Well, I, I do. I, I mean, he you can is, disagree with me, but I think that he's he is, he's, a, he's a man. He's Zeus on Mount Olympus right now. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone wants to be the man, but he is still the man, and uh, and not everyone knows exactly, you know, what underhanded dealings everyone. How else, deep you know, the man goes. Fish doesn't know really. You know, doesn't know uh, about Penguin's arrangement with Falcone. Penguin knows now about uh, about the girl, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, there's, there's they haven't all shown all stuff. that. Yeah. They haven't shown all that, but yeah, exactly. So. So there's a lot going on. And I think there. that's I think what that's really setting up then is the penguin looking for a way to exploit Falcone later and then using 
uh, Liza against him and as, as a way to, again, step on top of both of them so that he can assert his power and be on top of everybody. Well, ultimately, that's what we're probably going to see. Uh, you know, what I think this episode showed a lot about Penguin was, was I mean, Maroney said it best. It was it was his hubris. Mm-hmm. You know, Penguin's getting a little too big for his britches. He thinks he's in control. He's, he's managed to elude, uh, you know, fish and he's managed to take second banana, as Maroney said, in a his monkey, group. Yeah. Yeah. still a train monkey. Still my monkey. Uh, you're still a monkey. Exactly. But yet he's dealing with Falcone at the same time. And yeah, so he pretty much feels very on top of his game and he goes up to these lowly fishermen. He's, you know, these little old gangly guys yeah, saying, right. I'm going to raise the rates. And uh, the fishermen call the cops and he's like, we own the cops. And next thing you know, he gets a black eye for his trouble and gets sent to uh, <laughs> sent to Gotham uh, PD. Where well, we uh, find out that yeah. you know Murney wanted him there. Or, yeah, Murney wanted him there. Yeah. Left him there to rot because he's teaching him a lesson. And let's be honest. I mean, we like Penguin at his best when he is down on his luck. Mm-hmm. You know, when he, <laughs> that is the thing that we love. When he's Absolutely. waddling, when he's waddling, and you know, trying to get out, out of sticky situations. When he like smells like in. fish. When he smells like fish. Exactly. No pun intended. But uh, that's when we want to see him. I mean, it's great to see him coming into his own as as a villain. As a supervillain, but at the same time, you know that's not him right now. It would be too. It would be too quick to see him go there. Right. So we need to see him get knocked down a peg or two. A couple but, times. But you know the thing with Maroni at the very end of that bit when Maroni tells him the whole monkey conversation is we saw that little that little extra look with Penguin, and we definitely know that he is putting it in the bank. For la- uh, saving it for later, exactly saving, storing up the information that he can use against them. Saving it for later because he's a wily one. Right. And he he will get by. He's like a cockroach. He's not going to disappear anytime soon. Where, where, if you had to rate, I mean, I'm I'm thinking more about my comment about Falcone yeah. in relation to like Falcone versus Fish, Mooney versus Maroney. Like, how do you think they all fit together in terms of like their stance and where they have in terms of power plays? Like, if it all fell apart next <laughs> week, who falls out where? What do you mean? If uh, I'm a little confused, by so because so personally, I like think if Falcone goes like if Falcone, no, just if things if it hits the fan next week, I don't think that, in my opinion, from what I've seen, I don't think Maroney ends up on top at all in any fashion. I think that he is at the bottom of the chain if if things go down because I I'm leading into fish is where I'm going with this. Yeah, yeah. And the things that she was doing this week, you know, we we have Butch and uh, their little interactions, and you know, we're questioning Butch's allegiance to her, and yeah. Her potential to make a move coming up, if a move goes down, you know, who do you find out? Who do you think ends up where? Well, look, I think I think Maroney ultimately, yeah, is probably going to end up a pawn. I mean, we see him in power right now, and mm-hmm. and you know, his speech in particular is going to come back to haunt him mm-hmm. uh, in the end. I'm sure. Uh, you know, this is ultimately, you know, this. You know, this is Jim Gordon's story, but this is also Penguin's story, it seems to be. At this point, yeah. Yeah, at this point, it seems to be those seem to be the two main characters that you get to follow their rise to who they become. Uh, so, yeah, Maroney definitely seems to be gone. You know, the thing about Fish, uh, yeah, Fish is just someone you don't underestimate uh, in many ways. And, and we see that with Butch uh, because we were definitely led to believe till the very end that Butch was contemplating switching sides switching going sides. over uh, to Saviano yeah Saviano. To Jimmy Saviano and uh, yeah we definitely saw that possibility but you know she seems to be the best foil for Penguin so we know that as Penguin rises to power so does Fish 
So I think it's pretty obvious. So we get to see that. And Butch apparently gets to be, a, you know, there's a lot of Butch in this episode. There's a lot. Know? Subsequently, he actually is going to be at AfterBuzz tomorrow doing a spotlight on interview. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Awesome. So to, we'll, we'll post that up tomorrow. Uh, we'll get, make sure that gets tweeted out to everybody if you want to take a look at that interview. It's a more one-on-one in-depth with uh, Drew Powell. Are you doing that much. one? No, actually, Joyce is doing it. Oh, Joyce is doing it. Awesome. So. Yeah, well, he's really great and, and what a way to bring him in because, again... Yeah, good perfect timing off a great episode. He had yeah. a, lot, a lot going on this week, so... And based on what we see for this episode, it really does seem like Butch is definitely going to be more... Moving into the spotlight more. Yeah, more of a player than we originally thought, you know? It just seemed like a lackey, you know, that they pay a little extra money for, you know? A couple he got, lines he here got and there, yeah. card, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, but no, Perfect. it looks like they're giving him a lot more of a, of a bigger role after this episode, especially after that last little monologue with him in the car with Saviano before he popped up. And actually, it's funny, I was watching this episode, and I thought the same thing. I was like, you know, this is really great for actors and such who are like, oh, Gotham's such a great show because now that they've expanded all these extra episodes and they're like going with this sort of new direction, they're going to start having a lot more characters that they're going to start introducing to us. Yeah. I mean, we've got you know, five, six new characters we this week. We have quite a few, yeah. And then they're also going to start expanding these people's roles, so we're going to get to see more of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm looking forward to that. Like I said, I like Butch's character, so... Yeah, I, I think, well, you know, he was just kind of, like I said, he was more of a lackey. Pretty much. He had a couple of cool lines here and there, but I think now we get to see more of him. And uh, he's gonna. I think they're gonna flesh out his character a lot more, especially mm-hmm. after this. That whole that whole conversation about you know car, giving yeah. him uh, giving giving Saviano the the crappy meats, you know, not giving him the choice meats. So uh, I think there's definitely gonna be a lot more story with him, a lot more backstory with him. <sighs> I'm not as familiar. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not as familiar with the DC universe uh, other than than uh, the average Joe. I play all the Arkham games. Uh, <laughs> and I've seen all the Batman movies. And, you're all, you're all uh, about the Lego Batman. I'm more right? of a no. Well, I'm, I, I grew up more Marvel, so sorry guys. Uh, but I but that doesn't mean I think there's certain people no matter what. Universe, and that's what's great about the show is it's targeted at everyone. So even well, if yeah. you're not in the DC and Marvel universes, you can still appreciate everything that the show does. I think there's certain there are certain characters in both universes that are so iconic that even if you are a DC fan, you, there's a couple of Marvel heroes that you like. Well, I gotta like him like. Spider-Man would probably be the one on on the Marvel side for the most part, mm-hmm. and I think Batman really is the or character. Superman. Yeah, Bat- I think Batman more than Superman, but yeah, both of those characters definitely are the characters that are so iconic that even if you grew up reading Marvel, yep. uh, you can't help but still still buy a couple of Dark Knight comics here and there. Side, here and there. Yeah, exactly. So can't help but wait to see Ben Affleck and what happens to all that. <laughs> well, that's a different story. But, uh, you know, we can go into that one later. Uh, anyway. That's a whole other podcast for a whole other no- network. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Anatomy of a movie, if you will. <laughs> but I really do, again, you know, I think, uh, the mob stuff in particular is stuff that I don't want to see. You know, it's stuff that you, we're, we're going to probably see at the end of the season. I think so. It's going to be the blow up and yeah. lead into a spoiler, or not spoiler, uh, a, some kind of teaser that's going to set us into season two and, because it's such a political, yeah, yeah, it's such a political drama then, and I think and it can, gets too tied up into that, and and really with Penguin, I mean, as long as there's no Batman, there really is no excitement. It's just a bunch of, it's a great mob story, but yeah, we got to see some more. I mean, come on, people tune into Gotham because they want to see the references to Batman. They want to see, mm-hmm. they want to see what characters turn in, you know, their origin stories, and we want to see how they turn up. And oddly enough, we didn't get any of 
that this week with Bruce and Alfred at all. They weren't in this episode in any fashion. No, they weren't. So I was actually surprised that at first I actually thought Selena was going to bring Ivy to, uh, to Bruce's house. To Bruce's house. I, I thought, thought the same thing. Well, I thought that would even be weirder. I'm like, no, come on. You can't have Poison Ivy, Catwoman, and Batman hanging out as kids in the same manner. I mean, it was bad enough that Selena was hanging out. Over yeah, there. the first point. But, uh, but yeah, we can't, next thing you know, it's going to be like, you know, it's going to be like Batman babies. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be dating. Yeah, it's going to be like, yeah, you know, it's going to be crazy. So, but, uh, I, I agree. I'm glad that that. At first, I actually did think that's where they were when they were like showed this big door. I'm like, oh, where are they? Oh, God. oh no, okay, that's. I was like, uh, it's Gordon's like, house. I, we're fine. I, I get it. You know, you kind of want to throw everyone in one room together, but they're they're what? They're 11, 12 years old. I all know. of them. It's, it's like no, we can't have them all like friends with each other at that early an age. You know, there's still so much to go with. Do you see in, in coming seasons? And we've talked about this before, but I, you know, I'm always interested. A, a time skip that maybe gets us farther ahead in terms of the age of some of these characters. Cause right now, if you look at seasons, like at some point they're going to have to skip ahead a little bit. You have to get them the teenagers or early college age to get them off and doing their things. That well, they're doing. you know, you have to think that, have you know, you have Bruce to think leaving. that at least with, with Bruce's story, he leaves for a while right. to train. I mean, as, as badass as Alfred is in this show, Alfred cannot Trump train. Right, right? Yeah, Alfred cannot train Batman. Ultimately, you know, he's training Bruce Wayne to be, you know, beat up bullies in school and to, to you know, to take a stand for himself. And then Bruce is doing all this stuff on his own. But ultimately, Bruce has to go out on his own. Um, and I think that, I think honestly, I think that if Bruce was to leave the show, that I think it would lose some viewers. I think so. You know, even though we're not we're not seeing Batman. I think people still are are attracted to seeing and, again. And it's I, an iconic role. Thinking yeah. of Batman or the character of Bruce Wayne leading into Batman is something you want to see and think about. And, and talk the about. one thing, and the one thing too, is that um, you know ultimately all of this is happening after the Waynes got murdered. And I think a question, a through line that's been going on through the first half of the season is why the hell did things go to hell after the Waynes got murdered? All of a sudden, like all these people start coming out of the woodworks. What is it about these upstanding citizens, the, these high society people who owned a large part of Gotham? And what is it about their their murder, their deaths, that has turned Gotham into such a seedy place and had all these things happening? What what made this the catalyst for mm-hmm. all these characters to turn out the way they're turning and out? And if you think about it, the show even started to hint on that, like just a little bit early on in the season when Bruce went to the meeting and yeah. with all the people from the corporation, from Wayne Corp, and he was going to go sit, go to the boardroom. She was going to try to get him in, and then it turned it out, you know, it all went to hell from there. Mm-hmm. But I'd love to see them go back to that. Well, get- I think once the mob stuff gets sorted out, and once we see Penguin, you know, uh, and and Fish, you know, taking their their prospective places because we know that they're probably going to end up in their in their spots. Sooner I think we'll start we'll start learning about the ties between uh, Falcone, Maroni, and the, the Waynes. Waynes and all that. Yeah, I think we'll start seeing a lot more of that. But that's a mystery that I don't think gets to be answered right away. And for that reason, I don't see a time jump happening very soon. Right, because that's something you have to look into before you can have the time jump. Yeah, I, I think it would just be weird to do that. And I think there's still a lot more for them to play with. Uh, you know, the question is, I, I, you know, I think it really depends on the ratings. I think if Vox starts panicking on the ratings one day, they'll, they'll, throw be like, in there. they'll be like, you know what? It's time to make some changes. Let's do a time jump. You know, I think that's what it would happen. So right now, I think they're... they're Which Fox has been known to do weird things like that. Yeah. So I think right now they're happy. They're not they're not ecstatic with the ratings, but I think there's still enough of an appeal for this show. Uh, there's legs. 
They have yeah. legs. So I don't see I don't see anything crazy like that happening anytime soon. But we should get into the main part because let's get into the actually before we get into that. I was <laughs> okay. actually before. Let me just segue. Let's do a little segue. Let me segue right through the iTunes network. <laughs> hey everyone, thank you for tuning in here to uh, After Buzz TV. We're Gotham, your favorite show on the network. Don't forget to go to iTunes, check us out, give us a rating, leave us comments. Uh, I missed all the comments on YouTube and on iTunes. I, I like reading them and commenting on them. It's like part of my day. Get up. I know. Check well, my email. It's been two months check or something, YouTube. right? Yeah, years? pretty much. It was in th- before Thanksgiving, so it's yeah. been a while. It's been a long wow. time. This is the only show I'm doing right now as well. I've got a couple shows starting up in the coming up here in the early part of the season for the January time yeah. frame, but I've been sad and lonely without you guys. <laughs> So leave me a comment so, on YouTube. Give us a five star rating on iTunes. Dear Ryan, <laughs> Spanish, Spanish. We need we need the uh, Jimmy Fall- uh, Fallon thank you notes uh, <laughs> music right now. Doo-doo-doo. Dear Ryan Hooks, thank you for tuning into the iTunes. Yeah. Anyway, all right, let's get into the, the meat of this, if you will, because yeah. this is what everyone has been waiting for mm. since they left us at the beginning of this season um, i don't even know what i'm talking about since it was this is the end of last year the first half this yeah, yeah that's where i'm getting at i mm-hmm. don't even use my words the mid-season finale put them to segment blah, 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 blah. yeah all right jim gordon at arkham first of all i love i love seeing him in uh, a uniform i thought that was a very the first captain jarring... Nesson even commented on it what's that like later later in the episode yeah. captain Nesson looked at him he's like you look good in the uniform yeah exactly even com- pulling it out on him exactly but i thought it was a very jarring scene when we first see jim uh hanging out in the back kind of like a, a mall cop <laughs> in a way <laughs> kind of very much mall cop yeah mall cop style uh just watching over the inmates over the asylum so and i gotta say a lot of credit uh you know, I love the way Arkham looked. Uh, the guys in particular, I just can't help but thinking about, you know, Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, Arkham, you know, all the Arkham games. They definitely, uh, the thugs in Arkham Asylum, I think they kind of made them look a little bit. Exactly like them. Like a lot of the guy, the characters right. you'd be fighting as Batman in, in, Ar- in the Arkham games. So I love that. Shaved head, big guys, yeah. this random, you know. Exactly. Maybe bearded. Yeah. And then we start off there actually putting on a play in Arkham. Which I thought was kind of funny. Kind of tragedy. Yeah. yeah. It, well, at first, I thought it was the Tempest. Like I was watching it, and I felt like it, that's what it was. But I was going to look it up, but I, th- wasn't sure. I didn't show what it was. And then we have a fight break out. Yeah. Because this gentleman is singing. He's singing, and, and it set that guy off. It set Frogman up. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, uh, you know, it was funny. The guy's uh, the guy's name was Frogman. I was like, oh, cool. He's kind of like a supervillain. But when we found out why he was called Frogman, it was like, oh, that was kind of mm-hmm. a lame reason. Mm-hmm. Really lame. Frogman. It was just a name. No big deal. <laughs> yeah, it was no big deal. He thinks there's a frog living in his abdomen that controls his thoughts. So weird. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, we see fights break out. I mean, this is an asylum. You know, this is the loony bin, so to speak. So this is, this is what Arkham is supposed to be. Exactly. You know, the, the worst dregs of society, the uncontrollable ones are, are there. So we get to see that right away. And we get to see this, uh, you know, Jim's boss. Jim Gordon's boss, Doctor uh, Jerry Lang, Doctor uh, Director Doctor Lang, I think it, w- somebody called him. That's that. what Bullet called him. Bullet called him that at one point, and he was, uh, he's a real, he's a real jackass. He is. He's Why is it Gordon's jerk. fault that there's been five fights this week? It's not, you know, like well, they're, during his watch, uh, so. during his watch that week, I think with four outbreaks, and uh, yeah, well, look, this guy is obviously he's a doctor. He is not a uh, he's not someone that deals with security. Doesn't know anything he's not about someone anything. knows anything about law enforcement or about any kind of enforcement uh you know i i was picturing him a little bit kind of like i was waiting for him to say hey so could you uh stay on saturday and do uh the tps reports uh, yeah that'd be I, really great that'd be really great he, he's kind of like did you get, get the facts about the new cover letters that we're doing because <laughs> yeah. you didn't do it last time he's one of those yeah guys. i just forgot 
Yeah, he's one of those guys in a little bit, you know, except for he wants to be called doctor or director. Director doctor. Director Dr. Lang. But uh, but he hasn't done any medical work since medical school, apparently. He said because he hasn't done anything in terms of dissecting bodies since then. Yeah. Well, you know, not everyone that's called doctor dissects bodies. But, yeah, apparently he, he has some experience doing that, just not in the past. But mm-hmm. he's just a real a-hole. No matter he kind of was an a-hole. No matter what Jim does, he doesn't like it. And he's under a lot of pressure. And, you know, Jim is... You know, Gordon is telling him, he's like, we're understaffed. You rushed, you rushed opening up this place. We're undermanned. And especially as we start seeing the crisis unfold and we see that there is a, uh, well, that there is a, a, a police investigation that's needed here because someone is shocking, uh, the patients. At first I saw the victim and I was like, is that like a lobotomy? Like, did they do the old school 1800 procedure where they tap on the, yeah. the lobes there? I thought that too, actually. I thought it was like an was, old school lobotomy. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought when I first saw it. Yeah, that was really weird. But, uh, but yeah, you know, seeing, uh, seeing that and seeing this guy being really like, you know. Kind of a jerk about it? Kind of a jerk Shut about it. Shut your mouth, it. Dr. Lang. I was so happy to see, I hope we're not jumping Bullock. around a little bit. No, I, I was so happy to see Bullock. That was, I was like, Bullock has arrived. Like, I, that's what I wrote my notes yeah i love the reunion it's really cool to see bullock's attitude blow right by dr lang but just just his attitude changed toward jim from the past couple of weeks now now and we've seen that trust develop a lot in the last several episodes i think they're they're there now yeah but it still surprised me i still maybe maybe because again there was such a break even for me it was a little bit of a break uh even though i saw it more recently it still just seemed like a bit of a jump but i guess it just shows that how much jim was missed yeah, and they and they talked about it several times because later when he's talking to Captain Essen, she was like, "Yeah, we miss you in here, Jim. Like, we'd love to have you back. Let's have a drink." You it's know, just like, so funny how they've changed completely and now like all these, you know. So we'll be interested to see if they jump back a little bit, like if they pull it back now. Well, you know, it's like it's like they say, "Careful what you wish for." Like, you know, absence makes the thought uh, mm-hmm. the heart grow fonder. Right. Like, like they're like, "Oh, remember that guy, Jim Gordon? He was a really good guy." And then all of a sudden, he shows up eventually, and he's back in the ca- and he's like, "Oh my god, what an a hole!" God, god he's such an a hole, such a freaking boy scout. Leave us alone. God, we liked it better when you weren't here. Yeah, Everything was, nothing was happening. It was quiet. But Bullock was awesome. That scene with him and Lang was hilarious, where he takes Lang in for questioning. <laughs> I agree. I I thought that was awesome. I mean, Donalog's just great. But uh, that was yeah, that was a great scene for because. Bullock wasn't really in the episode very much, except that one scene. Yeah. Other than later when he's interrogating him, and even with Penguin when he was like talking to Penguin oh, no, in the like jail like cell, tree. that was awesome too. And yeah, and then Penguin's thug was like, "What's a bonsai tree?" It's I, a little comic relief. You I know, kinda, lighten the mood. I kind of dug that too. But uh, but yeah, but Lang was a bit of an a hole. Um, we also met Doctor Leslie Tompkins. Yes, and I was very excited to see that. Um, I'm a very big fan of uh, Marina Baccarin. And uh, anybody with any uh, geek uh, interests uh, probably recognizes her from Firefly mm-hmm. or V. Uh, she was in Homeland, which I covered on AfterBuzz. So, uh, and she is Brazilian and gorgeous, and unfortunately married. But uh, technicalities, Doctor Technicalities, wow. and really nice. I've met her, but um, in person, but uh, as opposed to not meeting her in person, <laughs> meeting her on Twitter yes, via creepy to- messages that I sent her repeatedly. That she finally <laughs> replied by blocking me. <laughs> No, I, I had her on my show at one point a long time ago. Um, but anyway, yeah, Dr. Tompkins. So really interesting uh, seeing her uh, interacting with Gordon. Uh, I think it, it seems pretty apparent that there might be a little, a little bit, spark there. A little spark there. I, I got that right away, too. Um, she thinks excited. he's admirable and all the the girls that really like him. All the Jim. girls talk about him in yeah. the girls' ward. I, I was wondering if she met the inmates or just the other uh, Everybody? And, Everyone? Pff, Jim's dreamy. Are you kidding me? Come on. <laughs> 
So who knows what's going to happen there? And then, uh, and then, what's the name of the guy? Royston, or whatever. He's like, you guys get a room. <laughs> I'm trying to get some sleep here. Oh, I'm on meds, Royston. I'm trying to get some, yeah, some sleep. Because he, yeah, he later escapes, and he's <laughs> one they find that's been lobotomized, if you will. Yeah, shock therapied. Because we so, get a couple of those victims, and they're trying to figure out what's going on with everything. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I'm sure you pulled the same article because I think you were talking about it, but yeah. according to, uh, uh, the article I have here, which is from the Observer, uh, since I don't know as much of the back characters on Gotham and, and, uh, you know, I wanted to look up if she has any, any legitimacy in the actual comic book world, uh, apparently in her later years, she's, uh, Bruce Wayne's godparent and a parent figure along with Alfred. And in turn, she ends up knowing Batman's secret identity. So, uh, yeah. Really interesting. So I'm kind of glad to hear that, actually, because... That means she'll be around for a while. That means she'll be around for a while. And I think she definitely adds a lot of geek cred to the show. Yeah, A lot of legitimacy. Yeah, a lot of legitimacy. And I think it's really good, especially because Barbara's just a little annoying right now. Yeah, we need another woman character that we can relate to. Yeah, I don't think there's any... I don't think Kyle's too young. Yeah. And, and come on, she's, she's, she's yeah. Bruce, she's Bruce's love interest, you know? Um, yeah, Montoya is a bit annoying too. And obviously, at, well, she was after. I mean, we like Captain Edson, but she's just not in enough. And especially now that he's not at GCPD anymore, we're not going to see her as often, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, but again, Essence seems to be warming up after that, after that yeah. whole thing. You look cute in uniform and kind of yeah. want you back and giving him some alcohol. And speaking of which, we actually been, I've been talking to her a lot on Twitter. So we're hopefully going to get her in here before the season's out. Also, oh, awesome. also Montoya as well. I've been talking to her on Twitter frequently. Yeah. Um, so we're working on getting both of those people in to talk about the show Sweet. for you guys so you can enjoy their company. Hmm. Awesome. But anyway, yeah, so, uh, you know, and of course they tease a little bit that she might be the person behind, Tompkins might be the person behind uh, the electrocutions that's no, going on, which of course we kind of figured. We knew right away. Actually, I thought for the longest time that it was uh, the nurse Dorothy Duncan. You did think from the like, and they And they later hint, I thought it right away because she, she gave me this weird sort of like Lily Tomlin creepy vibe. Like yeah. it was like sort of just odd, but like funny, but like weird. And then like they, then they started hinting that she might be the one behind it. Yeah. And we find out that she was just one of the experiments. Mm-hmm. But like before that all went down, I was like, Oh, I bet it's that nurse. Like she's creepy and weird. If she was creepy and weird. And it was a nice little swerve when, uh, she pushed Tompkins into gym and right, ran and off ran. and caused a riot. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was a nice little swerve thinking that she was automatically the person behind everything. Yep. And then, wow, what a way to go. I'm, I'm a little shocked at that. Uh, she got trampled. Yeah. I, I actually, when I was watching, I was like, wait, was that the nurse? Did she, did she just get trampled? Like what? I was really she shocked by that. Hey, then I'm, I'm really surprised. I actually am a little surprised by that scene. I actually am surprised. I mean, Fox pushes the envelope a little more than the uh-huh. other broadcast networks, but I still thought, I wouldn't say it was graphic, and 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 trust me, it's nothing. It wasn't that, graphic. It's at all, nothing I mean, that but... I. It's nothing that I couldn't take. I I cover The Walking Dead for God's sakes, but uh, but I still thought I was a little surprised considering that Gotham is kind of a show that I think a lot more kids might be willing to yep. watch because of the whole Batman uh, Monday nights. Yep, eight o'clock. Yeah, Batman. well, it's, it's on. The, I think it's on nine, right? Eight. But, oh, it's on at eight. Or not. Okay, never mind. But, it's, on, it's on right now. As we're taping this. Oh, okay. Then never mind. But anyway, yeah, because of all that, I actually thought that even more so than if it's an eight o'clock show, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a little surprised by the way she went. But still, cool way to go. <laughs> and it was just, I was, cool to me, to it was very shocking as well. I didn't see that coming. Think, even thinking it was her, even if it was her, I didn't see that as a way to go. And that so. scene, and that scene, because Jim sent Topkins to go back to her ward where she would most likely be okay. And then Jim goes on his own and she just ends up 
in the middle of the riot, and it just felt like it was going to turn into a rapey scene for a bit. You got all these lunatics like yeah, chasing, creepy. chasing. Hot I did, I did like that point where the doc's trying to unlock the door, and like Jim's like, "All of you, go back to yourselves now." That's an order, and he's standing there, and like no one's moving. Yeah, I actually almost waited for them all to turn around and walk away. Like, no, I, I I didn't think it was going to happen, but I was like, you know, that could happen. That, <laughs> that, that could go down right now. Jim's got this. No way. It didn't happen, but there was a hot second where I believed that that could have happened. Yeah. Like, how funny would that? That would have been a funny scene, right? If they all just stopped and turned around and went back to their cells. That would have been an interesting scene if they did that, but I, that would have been pretty funny. And and you know what? I'm sure uh, Tompkins would have been like, damn, that Jim is a Dude, badass. Jim, you are now an admirable badass, and you saved my life. Yes. But they narrowly escape. Yeah. Jim fights a few guys off. Yeah. As Jim does best. Well, Jim, yeah. I mean, he definitely kicks some butt. We saw him do that uh, with the Sionis episode, with the Fight Club episode. So he's How did you good. feel, though, then, leading into this, when now we're, we're learning about Jack Gruber being the mastermind behind this plot that happened at the end of the episode, and basically, like, the note that he left? And there was this weird, like, cut of him driving away in a van, yeah. and they're voicing over, like, his thoughts from the note. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's kind of like that, uh, you know, it kind of reminded me a little bit of a kind of Want to play a game? Not even that. It's, Hello, it kind of, it kind of was like a, like a, Silence of the Lambs. Like, yeah, it was very Cl- Hannibal Lecter. Hello, Clarice. I'm on my way. To I thought dinner. I was Hannibal Lecter and Saul were the two things that I was getting into. That it was very, you know, hey Jim Gordon, you want to play a game? Yeah, I got the next body for you. And then very much <laughs> Hannibal Lecter talking about how like he idolizes all this stuff, and mm-hmm. I got both of those vibes. So a little creepy. Yeah, very creepy. I mean, the characters seem creepy from the interrogation scene uh, when Jim was interviewing everybody, and uh, you know we we noticed they focused mm-hmm. on him and and on that guy Aaron. Who mm-hmm. killed what a family or a yeah, man he, with an axe? He, he, but he apologized. Yeah, he, he couldn't. He didn't lie. He never killed anybody till he killed people with an axe, and then he apologized. And he doesn't lie. Yeah, and he doesn't lie. So that was a little interesting too. A little creepy. But again, it was a really good swerve seeing that the nurse ended up also having electric uh, shock. The, yeah, he had been trying to summon all the victims or all the patients. Yeah. So absolutely. I, I agree. And so, and I don't know if you mentioned this before or not, but in the uh, article that you were talking about on the Observer, they commented that there was a suggestion that Jack Gruber could later become Hugo Strange. Yeah, I but mean, maybe not. They weren't. They weren't saying yes or no. They just thought. Potentially, there was an option for that, and things that he did were very Hugo Strange-ish. Well, they mentioned the beard and the round glasses are very similar. The and, electric you therapy know, thing. And the, le- the electroshock therapy and the fact that, uh, you know, just his intellect. He obviously seems like a very smart smart character. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I definitely thought that myself when I, I did that. Again, I don't know the backstory on Hugo Strange as much. I mean, right. I know from, from what I know about him, he becomes... Uh, I guess like the warden, he's like the psychologist of Arkham, and I think at, at, at least in the games, I believe he becomes the warden, or he, he takes control of Gotham, right. and he ends up, uh, you know, having these really dastardly games with Batman, figuring out, you know, Bruce's identity. Uh, so, but I just don't know if his backstory ever had him as uh, an inmate before. So I find that really hard a stretch a little bit. I find that a little bit of a stretch, but again, in this world. There's it, no rules. I mean, who knows? I mean, we're still, I'm, I know people still trying to wonder how they're going to bring Joker in and, and what would, I mean, how would they bring Joker in a man who doesn't really have an origin story that, as far as we know? Uh-huh. And how would they be create like a past with him in here? So it's possible. Or if he that just they shows could. up and he's Joker. Well, that, that wouldn't happen. I don't think that would happen until, uh, if, until Batman comes to play too. So that, that would probably be a, a while away, but I would also think that, again, that would be another stunt that I think Fox would have up their sleeve, uh, if they felt they needed the it. The ratings were. Or, or they're a couple of seasons in and they're like, we need to keep people. 
Exactly. Yeah. Uh, let's, uh, let's, season three comes up. It's maybe drops a little you know, bit. You know. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I'm not usually on the show, so I could say something. You can say whatever bold. you want. Um, <laughs> We're a free network. You, you guys were talking about Joker uh, when, well, a couple episodes mm-hmm. ago. I was uh, engineering your show, and you yeah, guys yeah. were talking about Joker. You know, what would be really really cool, and it, it would probably never happen, but I think it would be really really interesting if Fish was Joker. That could. I, I mean, I Fish think, is a character that we don't know. You know, she's a created character for the show. Yeah. So there's potential for her to be anybody. I mean, it's weird. And, and obviously that would mean Joker will be a, a woman. But, I mean, Marvel's doing that with Thor. And, and Marvel's kind of played around with that. But it'd be really, really interesting to see um, Fish take on a role like that. I, I, and look, I'm sure I'm going to get tons of hate mail and, and stuff on, on Twitter for even suggesting it. But if How dare you, Nando? But I just think it's really interesting. I mean, her character is so interesting. And her character doesn't exist in uh, the comic books, from what I understand. Right. It's so, a totally made character just it's a for the totally show. made up character so i think it would almost be kind of really cool and creepy and weird if if uh like fish kind of like well took- i mean and that later explains a lot of the relationship that joker has with the mob and the things he does with the mob and taking their money and yeah the, you know the, the back and forth that they have later in the, the series is- and it's still a long way to go to even get there like obviously you know fish would have to probably go to the top and have a fall from great or a fall from grace uh, and get complete, the craziness. Yeah, and get the craziness in. But Which, I we, I mean, we could that. see that. That could end up being, leading into the end of the season, she could get that rise to power because that's what she's striving for. Yeah. And and again, look, if they don't show Joker's uh, origin story, maybe that's for the best because Probably. I think... I think Don't want to ruin it. Well, the comics need to... Ultimately, the comics need to drive the TV show, not the other way around. So I think if, if they did that with the TV show, that would be weird. But, uh, but you never know. They could make it a reimagining or... or do something but i'm sure it'll be a lot of pissed off people if they did i think so yeah uh that's okay i mean yeah pissing off people is what we do best we're allowed to talk about (laughs) stuff that piss people off that's what people Uh, that review things do that's our job yeah we don't have to create anything just make people mad all right so i think we're getting to that point where we need to get into this predictions neighborhood of what we got going on for next week and And so it's two weeks from now you're right there it is predictions Next week there is no after show, which I'm actually very excited about because You're for those of you no after show? For those of you who don't know, I am an alumni of the Ohio State University. <laughs> and my Ohio State University Buckeyes are playing in the national championship against the Oregon Ducks. And it's gonna be a fun day. Is that on Fox? Is that why God No, it's actually not on Fox, it's on either ESPN or ABC. But it's Monday night and I'm sure they're expecting because it's the first final of the first playoffs of college football ever mm-hmm. in the history of ever. Uh, the Ohio State Alabama game last week yeah. was the most watched sporting event in history. That's interesting because I uh, I just did uh, the Scorpion after show and and they didn't have any clips for next week's show. So I'm wondering if maybe I bet a bunch of people are just saying, you know what, reruns yeah. next week because the championship game is on. I mean, that's like when the Super Bowl is on. Nothing else is on until after the Super Bowl because everyone is going to watch it. Yeah. So no, I'm, that makes. I'm sense. looking forward to my Buckeyes taking home a national championship. Mm. That's my prediction for next week. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. So leading into two weeks from now when the show returns, uh, we did see some previews uh, at the end of the show talking more about Jack Gruber returning and possibly the Electrocutioner. Well, they're what calling they him the electric- Electrocutioner. And in the last um, Arkham game, they have a character called the Electrocutioner. And again, forgive me if he's in That's the comics. Fine. I didn't have a chance to look up the Electrocutioner in the Batman world himself. But I don't think uh, at least the character in... Gotham, I think it's Arkham City is the last, uh, the last game and some people don't consider it canon, uh, compared to the first two because it was right. a different video totally game company. Right. But, uh, but it's still a pretty good game, uh, to tie it over till the, till Gotham Knight. Oh, till Arkham Knight. But anyway, um, yeah, I don't think this character, I hope this character doesn't become that same executioner, but I do like 
this character and I hope he stays. We we uh you know, spoilers for anybody who doesn't like to watch scenes from next the, week next week's uh before we, we go on any further, but we do see a, a standoff. Uh Fishes on the moon. Yeah, yeah, we do see it well do we do see a standoff with Jim and and Gruber in the same Yeah, and then they show him point the gun at the back of Gruber's head. Yeah. So Obviously I hope, we know Jim's not gonna take the shot, but Yeah. They do set it up. I, I like to see him last a couple of episodes. I, I think, obviously, we would want to see something like this. We, we, we really want to see a supervillain. For, for a, a while. couple of weeks. Yeah, three weeks, maybe. For a couple of weeks. So I really like to yeah. see him last. That's what I would say. And then I, I really think the mob stuff is great the way it is right now. I think we just need to, every now and then, it's gonna get keep a, simmering, little, I think. a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, I mean, I think the fact that Butch, uh, you know, kills Jimmy and is now, you know, uh, on, uh, you know, he's definitely put his heels into, yep. mood, you know, into we, we know group. where he stands. So I think that's a huge thing. Um, yeah, I, I really would be okay with not seeing that much Maroney or Falcone mm-hmm. and just seeing a lot of Just a more. little penguin, a little fish. And, and obviously Gordon's going to come back, I think, because of this whole Gruber thing, because Gordon knows Gruber. Sooner or later, yeah. Yeah, so he's going to come back to GCPD. Yeah. And that's my that's what I got. And then, I am inclined to agree with you one hundred percent. I think that I think we'll see Gruber for at least this episode, <laughs> maybe one more. I don't think they'll probably push him much longer than that. I think it'd be hard to push him that much. Yeah, longer. I mean more than three episodes, especially with you know us wanting to get more about Arkham and us wanting to see more of the development with the, the mafia stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think we'll see some more Bruce next week. Yeah. Bruce Wayne's coming back. I think we'll definitely get some information between the Penguin and Falcone because we didn't see any of that this week, but we know he's got some new dirt. Yeah. So I'm looking for that. And again, my Buckeyes are taking home a national championship. <laughs> That's where I stand here at AfterBus TV. There you have it. So we will be returning in two weeks on Monday to do Gotham. Uh, we look forward to you then. Nando, before we go, why don't you show the folks where they can find out more about you? Yeah, sure. Since I, I, I probably won't be back on this show. You never know. You'll be in the booth. I'll be in the booth or something. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nandovel, N-A-N-D-O-V-E-L. You can also find me here at AfterBuzz doing a bunch of other shows. I have a lot of shows coming go up ahead, in the spring, too. Oh, my God. Walking Dead, Blacklist, uh, when True Detectives comes back, and Hannibal, and Bates Motel is going to come back, and Orphan Black. All, all kinds this, of good shows. All this stuff in 2015. But right now, yeah, the ones to, to concentrate on our blacklist and Walking Dead, which will be back uh, in February. I can't wait for Walking Dead. Yeah, and Scorpion, which I'm doing now. Yeah. Absolutely. And as always, you can find me at RyanHooks92 on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat. Uh, I'm going to be here, and I'm also getting ready to set sales in Black Sales Season 2 mm-hmm. on Stars. I actually have an interview this week coming up with three of the actors. You guys want to check that out on our Spotlight on series with Zach McGowan, cool. Luke Arnold, and Jessica Parker-Kennedy. Three of the main actors from the show will all be in here next week. Guys, we'll see you next two weeks from now. There it is. <laughs> Gotham Half Show. Later. Later. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After Shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 